Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? Awesome, man. I'm excited to be on episode two. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's crazy. It's going fast. Um, So hopefully you guys got some good value and some nuggets out of our last episode. Um, Really, we want to just kind of continue the conversation from there. And uh, first, I want to clarify a couple things that I said uh, during the telling of kind of my story of how I ended up, you know, losing 40 plus pounds in the last six months of the year and being able to maintain it and keep it off and regain my health. I I mentioned something about, uh, you know, back in the day when I was a power lifter and when I stopped uh, exercising, uh, you know, all the muscle mass that I put on turned to excess weight. Um, That's really not how it happened. It's not like I just stopped exercising. Really what happened was I stopped power lifting and completely changed my diet from the six chicken breasts plus, you know, 12 hard boiled eggs and all that stuff every single day. Um, You know, my body just never really recovered uh, from carrying all that excess weight. So yes, I was still exercising. I just didn't turn into a couch potato. So I don't want people to get a misconception about that. But um, Tommy, what was your total for 2019? Yeah, uh, 2019, I was right at 41 pounds. Awesome. And that was that. That was basically from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, and um, I was hoping to hit 50 uh, in December, but um, didn't end up happening. But continuing that through through January, so that's okay. Um, part of what you guys will hear is a lot about real life and how to integrate this. We're talking, we're going to talk life and, and what comes up and how to deal with that. And the best thing about fasting is just how flexible it is, how it, it's so different from slight calorie restrictions because if you mess up or you have some sort of unexpected event, um, something comes up, you just get right back on no worries, no guilt, no anything like that. You didn't just destroy two or three weeks of progress of some small calorie deficits, just jump right back on and get back to it. That's awesome. And the the simplification of this is really what, you know, made it so easy for me to just make the decision that day. You told me, you're like, yeah, just stop eating. Um, I was like, well, yeah, I guess that really simplifies my day. I don't have to, you know, think about breakfast tomorrow morning. I have to feed the kids and get them off to school. That's, yeah. uh, you know, don't have to worry about packing a bag if I'm going to be on the road all day. Um, so what do my macros really... need to look like? Yeah, <laughs> don't Zero. don't even get me started. That's a whole nother conversation for another day. Um, we talked about mindset and motivation last at the end of last episode. We really hope you guys, you know, um, put some thinking time towards that and found out. You know, we're we're three weeks into January. And 
Tommy, have you done uh, New Year's um, resolutions before? Uh, yeah. Yes, I have. And and uh, were you as unsuccessful as me and, you know, 98% of the population? Yeah, a lot of goals um, <laughs> had to be repeated the next year or, or you know, potentially just tossed out in general. And it usually happened pretty early on in the year. Yeah, man, that research, you know, it depends on who you, what articles you read and where you look. But uh, a lot of the studies that have been done say anywhere between the week of the 13th to the 17th, uh, over 75%. And then by the beginning of February, it's over 90%. And then by the beginning of the March, um, it's almost a hundred percent. So 98, 97 or 98% of people have given up. <clears throat> um, wow. yeah, you know, and then you just start the cycle over. So you talking about that right off the bat today, um, you know, resonated with me and, you know, we've been doing this and, and know a lot about it. So it's, it's crazy. Those little tidbits just keep, keep coming up. Um, yeah, you know, and, and that's kind of where this got started for me last year, um, was thinking about those things in January and then February and then having some frustrating time and then finding fasting and then working to integrate it into my own life. And it was mind boggling because it, it was just so freeing from everything that I'd done in the past. And so it, it it's really almost hard to describe. You just kind of have to jump in. You know, I forget about that. I had started being really strict in January again. And then come May, I was doing everything right. And uh, the scale started ticking up again. So I restricted more and guess what? <laughs> it stopped working. So mm -hmm. uh, just crazy to think back. I mean, it seems so long ago. It's amazing. Um, one person that I have been helping through this, as I know you've been helping some people on the side too, is um, uh, this woman that I've been coaching. She started in uh, September and mm -hmm. she just, she saw me in the clinic and she was like, uh, where, where are you? She's like, what are you doing? You look great. Like, you know, that, like, you know, you see someone and you've had this, you've told me stories of this too with you is like, when you see someone, they're like, um, like what happened to you? And I'm yeah, like, the head tilts. Yeah. Yeah. They do the double take. They stare, they just stare for a second. Cause they're not <laughs> sure what to say. Right. And they don't really want to offend you. Right. Be like, but you're missing. Part of you is missing. Yeah. Did you have a surgery? Are you ill? Like, what did you do? So this woman just saw me and then I, I told her about the obesity code by, by Dr. Fung and you know how the book has 45 pages of endnotes and footnotes and research in it and how I started diving into it. And she knew me and my family and she's like, you know what, I'm just going to start doing this. So I told her to, um, you know, just start, start fasting. And I said, just eat, eat one meal a day which is, you know, we'll talk about in a minute, the acronym for that is OMAD, but um, yeah, just, just eat one meal a day. So she started doing it and now she's over a hundred fasts in. So she, she does, you know, one meal a day, most days. Mm -hmm. She's uh, last time I checked, she was up over 45 pounds lost. Wow. She was off all of her medications. And last time she went to her gastroenterologist, they removed the diagnosis of diabetic from her chart. Wow. That's almost unheard of. It, in standard medical protocols, yes. Because her doctor looked at her and was like, what are you doing? And she told him. And he was like, well, if it's working, just keep doing it. That was the response. So, yeah. you know, they, it's, just, it's, it's just amazing. So um, wow. one of the things, uh, you know, one of the things that we joke around about a lot is you know, one of the first rules of fasting for life is uh, don't talk about fasting. 
Because what do you typically hear, Tommy, when you when you tell people that you don't usually interact with or you know don't really know you well um, when you tell them what you're doing? Well, you know, it's kind of like that doctor that you described where they're not really sure what to say a little bit. Like you said, well, if it's working, I guess keep doing it. Um, but when you tell somebody, you know, just a, an acquaintance or a friend or family and they're not familiar with it, they usually just say, well, what do you mean? You're starving yourself. You're not eating. <laughs> you have to eat. And, um, you know, on and on and on goes the uh, precautionary tales. Well, you had a really interesting way of framing it um, because nobody wants to be you know, aunt Sally or cousin Ray, or, you know, the person at the the holiday party that's like, yeah, I, I'm vegan now. And, you know, I read this book on eat right for your blood type. And, you know, I decided mm -hmm. that vegan was right for me or, you know, I'm keto now. So, you know, I'm doing this and I've lost a bunch of weight and, you know, I carry around packets of cheese in my pocket. Like right. you don't want to be that person that's telling, <laughs> you know, the whole life story. It's more of like the, Hey, yes, I've been doing this. You know, I've, I'm, you know, I'm getting my health back. Yeah, I have lost some weight. Thanks for noticing. But you have a really right. cool way of framing it. And every time you right. say it to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to remember that. Well, you know, um, I, I think the eating window, I think w when you frame it as, well, I'm just I'm just eating during a shorter window, you know, because people get worried when they think you're not eating anything. But that's that's not how this goes. Of course, you're going to eat. Um, even if you're doing a longer fast, you're going to eat eventually. Um, but when you describe it as an eating window, Hey, I only eat during, you know, this hour of the day or these few hours of the day, or I eat one meal a day. Um, I do the OMAD. Um, that, that makes sense. And people have a lot less concern about it. They're, they're more open to hearing, you know, the details and they're, they're a little, little bit more excited, but, but overall, I just don't like have to, having to justify what I'm doing. You know, you do that throughout the day. It starts to wear on you a little bit, especially when you're new to something like this. So if you're just getting started, we recommend follow the first rule of fasting for life. Don't talk about fasting, at least not to too many people all at the same time. Yeah. Use us as your accountability. If you don't have anybody, you know, find somebody um, in your close inner circle that, you know, maybe having some of the same issues that you're having in terms of your health and your weight and, you know, maybe even something as, you know, severe as, you know, long-term diabetes. Um but find someone that, you know, is going to, is willing to do it with you and keep it, you know, kind of keep it, uh, keep it amongst yourselves. Obviously, if you're going to do anything in, in the realm of, you know, diabetes and medications, make sure you talk to your healthcare provider um, and make sure you go in with a, a clear picture of what you want to achieve, which is long-term health rather than just managing the symptoms with meds. So um, right. the second rule of fasting too, is don't talk about fasting. We'll just throw that Absolutely. out there. <laughs> um, I always forget the number It's 300 and something days um, to kind of talk about the, the thought process of, Oh wow, you're starving yourself, right? Like you got to eat. Like we're programmed to think that way. I'm, I can never remember how many days it was the longest recorded fast. Like 380 something. Three, 380. That's right. So it was almost 400 days, 382 days. I just Googled it real quick. Um, and this person lost 270 plus pounds. Um, he took a multivitamin. He drank water and took electrolytes um, during that entire period. It was doctor monitored. He wasn't out somewhere in a shack in the middle of the woods doing it on, on his own. Uh, he was obviously obese, had a bunch of health issues, um, but he was able to do 382 days. So if he can do that, then uh, any one of us that live in today's world here in the United States can handle, um, you know, a few days at a time, which is, you know, an extended fast, which we'll talk about in just a minute. So that should dispel the fear 
that you have to eat. Right. So um, when we look at our definition of fasting, um, there's something called a dry fast. And then our definition, dry fast to me is something I won't ever do. I just, in, outside of religious purposes, um, if that is something that you do, then please continue to do it. But for me personally, um, I'm always going to do water fasts. And then if you want to kind of expand on what, what we do throughout the day uh, for those, um, you know, those longer fasts, and then we can define yeah. kind of where we're at. Yeah, when we talk fasting, we are always doing a fast that includes water. It's going to include tea, coffee. Um, you know, it, that's, that's going to be pretty much it. Um, if you have a little bit of, of, you know, maybe a milk or something else like that, that you have to add to your coffee or tea. Um, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it too much. Um, I try to go easy on that stuff. Right. Black and coffee is best. Black tea is best. I, um, I remember when you first told me like, yeah, if you put, we use this organic coconut milk creamer, it's like 25 calories a tablespoon. I put like two tablespoons in my coffee. They're like, yeah, just keep it. If that's what mm -hmm. you're used to. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? I can keep right. it. You're like, yeah, just keep it. It's fine. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's it just, go, it was, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's outside of your normal standard, like diet, um, protocols. Like you have to be super strict and follow it. You know, right. yes, you, you basically looked at me like, shouldn't I be torturing myself? Yeah. Yeah. Know. Shouldn't no, this be harder? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of black coffee for me in the beginning. Some people subscribe to that. Some people don't. There's a lot of different ways to fast, um, you know, and everybody's going to have their own little take uh, on it. This is something that's worked really well for us. Um, some of the things you may hear with fasting, because we want to give you some, some actionable stuff to, uh, you know, take out of this episode and, and put into your day to day almost immediately. Like we did uh, once we figured out that this was something that was going to work for us. Um, terms like intermittent fasting. We talked about water fasting, which is where you drink just water. Um, and then extended fasts, there's alternate day fasts, there's um, one meal a day, which is OMAD, I, I alluded to that or referenced that earlier, which is where you eat one meal a day. Um, you just pick your favorite meal and, <clears throat> and every day you know when you're going to eat. So mm -hmm. Tommy, can you give us an example? What did you do, what does your typical intermittent fast look like? Or are you more on the extended fast? Um, yeah, I mean, since I still have some weight loss goals for myself, I, I really like the 36 to 48 hour window. Um, it works well. I can usually do it a couple times in a week. Um, doesn't mess up things like date night or like a weekend, um, get together or something else like that. I just kind of rotate around, um, around those days as necessary. Um, so that makes it pretty easy. And then, cool. you, you know, you have, you have other things you can do windows, two hour windows, four hour windows, just depends on, you know, what your goals are. And, and, um, you know, it, it's kind of trial and error doing some of that and, and seeing what, what fits and what works well for you. Yeah. The, um, extended can be anything over 24 hours. In my opinion, alternate day means you eat every other day. So dinner on Monday night and then not dinner again or lunch again until that following Wednesday, that's alternate day. Uh, intermittent is typically, uh, more common people are, are more familiar with this where you pick an eating window like you mentioned mm -hmm. where you fast from um, you know 8 p.m. until noon the following day and then you eat from noon to eight 
Um, a lot of people that are big into the workout world uh, will do this also because they're still worried about, you know, recovery and protein and muscle building. And that'll be a whole nother episode that we can talk about. There's research on both sides of that story, but intermittent mm-hmm. fasting is you pick your window. So if you want to be more aggressive with your weight loss, pick a smaller window, maybe do a one meal a day, eat between six and eight at night, have dinner with the family, go to bed, wake up, have coffee. Don't eat again until that next dinner or that next window, which would be two hours. If you want to start, you know, a little less aggressive, um, if you don't have as much weight to lose or, you know, you're worried about long-term health or disease process or those types of things, you can pick just a, a standard intermittent fasting, which is, you know, that 16 hours of fasting and that eight hours um, of eating. Um, and this does not mean that you can eat whatever you want during that window. Absolutely. Um, calories still matter. So we want to create a simplified way to get you into a caloric deficit with the best effect on your insulin resistance over time. Um, so, you know, we don't want to go too deep into physiology, but um, when we talk about insulin, um, and insulin resistance, people kind of get confused about insulin sensitivity versus insulin resistance. Yeah. I mean, these are things that are, are, are building up uh, over time. They're, they're accumulative. Um, they are, they're working against you and your weight loss efforts and your overall health, and they are getting worse over time. And this is why everyone seems to, uh, you know, have a harder time getting those pounds off like those holiday pounds over the years like oh last year was a little bit easier and the year before that was a little easier yeah well it's going to continue to go that way generally because insulin resistance keeps going up year after year hey y'all wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently um and now they are a sponsor of our show it's airdoctorpro.com you can head to the website use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors, and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money, and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. 
an exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. Right. It's, there's an analogy of a, of a merry-go-round. Once you start spinning it, <laughs> um, you need to, you need, you know, you need, you need to stop and get off of that. And we'll get into more of the um, details about insulin resistance and kind of the signs and symptoms of it. But um, a lot of the initial concerns with fasting, people are like, well, you know, I get headaches. Um, my question to that is always, well, have you ever been hung over? And they say, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you had headaches. They said, yes. And I said, did it stop you from doing it the next time? And they say, no. And I said, okay, you survived. Or <laughs> dehydration or flying on airplanes or, you know, more physiological, you know, things like changes in blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, stress. Um, typically, it's not the uh, severe hypoglycemia or the bottoming out of your blood sugar that's causing those headaches. Um, a lot of the foods that we eat, you know, certain things that have MSG in them can cause headaches. There's a lot of things that trigger headaches. So when you start to remove those things from your day-to-day life, your body's kind of going like, what in the heck? So headaches are okay. Um, and if you, you know, get severe debilitating migraines, that's a different story, but don't push the eating window. If you can just do 18 hours, do 18 hours, you're going to see the changes. The scale is going to change. Your energy is going to increase less brain fog, you know, you're just going to feel better and see the results regardless. So really, you know, this is more in the method uh, category of trying to figure things out when it comes to fasting. So, you know, your mindset, and your motivation, you know, where are you at? How ready are you to do this? You know, what is your why behind it? But then in the method, like you had mentioned, you got to kind of really play with it a little bit and figure out what works for you. Yeah, you do. And, um, I, I think it's basically akin to like uh, when you when you start going to the gym and you go in there, work out hard, get really sore. Well, go back in the next time. I bet you're a little less sore than the last time and a little less the next time. So uh, the body reacts the same way when you have those those headaches, especially when they're 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 basically involved with the um, the insulin and the diuresis, you know, getting rid of some of that excess water um, as your insulin levels start to come down. But we'll talk about more more yep. of that at another time. So Tommy just dropped the word diuresis. Diuresis means uh, the water leaving your body. It is a normal process. The more water you drink in the beginning, you will feel that water leaving. Trust me, you will not live in the bathroom after doing this a day or two. Um, It does go away. It does get better. I drink a gallon of water a day and I have plenty of time to still continue to live my life. (laughs) But, but that, yeah, but, but that's why, that's why that dry fast is, is just, we're not, we're not fans of that. You know, that, Right. People will do that for religious purposes, but you know, outside of that, um, you know, I think it, it's generally doing more harm than good if you're doing that for the long haul. So stay well hydrated, drink right. lots of water, lots of fluids, coffee, tea, water. So I want to tell a quick funny story today. Um, I don't know if you've heard this. I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've told you this yet. I just told my wife when she got home, 
uh, pick my parents up at the airport today. Uh, and mm-hmm. then after this, we'll give you your action step, Tommy, if you want to wrap it up with the uh, kind of an outline of what a, a plan for the next week would look like. Okay. You're really good at um, kind of outlining that and explaining it. And that's, you know, how you got me started on this process, but I was just kind of planning out my week for me. So we'll wrap it up with that. But um, I went to the airport to pick up my parents. They're coming in town to visit. And, you know, they got up super early to fly down here. Um, and then I picked them up and, you know, you get, you get to the airport and it's like rush, rush, rush. Everybody gets in the car and on the way home, I'm like, Oh, have you guys eaten? And they're like, no, um, but we are hungry. You know, we had breakfast when we got to the airport and I was like at four thirty mm-hmm. in the morning. So I've been fasting since last night, typical process, drinking my coffee. I've had 90 ounces of water already. Um, and, uh, you know, the airport's an hour, hour and a half there, hour and a half back. So we get back to the house and, you know, we've got some, we you know, pretty clean. Um, Mm -hmm. my wife eats really clean. We eat clean as a whole. So we have, you know, gluten-free organic flourless breads and we have, you know, nitrate free meats and we make a lot of our, 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 you know, our food in our home. We do raw cheeses, um, you know, organic when we can based on, you know, all of that kind of, you know, that conversation about that stuff. So we had all this food, we went shopping and, had all this food and I said, mom, dad, you must be hungry. So I took out all the stuff from the fridge and they started making sandwiches and uh, my dad's old school. Um, so they're making sandwiches and I'm watching him put on the, the replacement mayo, the, the veganaise and he loves it cause he comes here often enough to eat it. And we're just talking. Um, and uh, you know, and, uh, my mom looks at me and she just looks up nonchalant. She's cut tomato and she goes, Oh, are you, are you doing that, uh, that fasting thing today? And I was like, yes, mom. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, I've lost 40 plus pounds and uh, I'm going to eat dinner with you guys tonight. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then my dad keeps, you know, doing his thing. And um, he says to me, he goes, yeah, you, you look great. And I was like, well, thank you. Cause the last time they saw me was before father's day. It was when I started fasting. Okay. So, you know, I was <laughs> 40 plus pounds heavier and uh, my dad goes, man, you look great, but you know, me, on the other hand, I got my winter weight. And winter I was like, weight. Winter weight. Have you ever heard that term? That sounds scary. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> right. So New England, Northeast upbringing, winter uh, weight. So apparently this is something that happens during the winter. And I looked at him, I said, so when does the winter weight go away? And he goes, oh, like he kind of just like stopped in his tracks. He's like, well, when yeah. I start doing more, I was like, well, when do you start doing more? He's like, well, you know, when the weather gets nice, I was like, man, that's crazy. So the weatherman controls your weight gain and weight loss. And right. it was just like this moment of like, dang it, he got me. Because um, it's not winter weight. It's, it's yeah. weight that stays with you for the rest of the year. And then every year as you get a little bit older, the statistics show that that four to six, sometimes eight to 10 pounds you put on on the holidays, you never lose it. So four yeah. or six of it reside with you from the year previous to the following year. So when he's here this week, um, he will be getting uh, the breakdown, the fast start guide. I'm gonna, he doesn't know how to do it on his phone, but I'm going to put him on the uh, podcast so he can actually hear me telling this story about him. Um, so it should That's be great. good. So um, just kind of a different perspective change there. So if you want to um, cool. kind of give us a plan on what everybody should be doing for this week. Yeah, and I want to hear what happens with your dad, how that how that goes while he's in town too. Oh, 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll probably be texting you about it. 
All right. So, um, so for next week, I want you guys to, to take a look and um, let's put some, some method to the madness here. You know, take a look at your, your week next week, decide which meals are most important to you. If there's some particular occasions that come up next week um, or you decide, okay, well, it's lunch every day or, or lunch is my, my favorite meal of the day or is it dinner with the family? Or um, I usually don't think of breakfast as, as the best meal of the day, but um, everybody's arrangement is kind of different. But choose your favorite meal, any special occasions, and then or choose an eating window. You know, are you are you okay with a with a one hour or two hour or four hour window? And then make a plan for next week, and then stick to it. I love how simple that just sounded. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's so simple. So Look at your calendar. Plug in your meals. And stop thinking. Yeah. Drink a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drink a lot of water. You have a plan. Go for it. Do That's it. it, man. That's awesome. All right, cool. And tell us how um, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Drop there you go. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, Facebook page is rounding out. So we're getting that together, um, updating all the information, um, you know, putting more uh, communication, uh, opportunity for communication, messaging. Uh, we're going to start putting up posts. Um, the challenge is still coming. We're rounding out the details on that. But go to our website, thefastingforlife.com. Get your fast start guide. Sign up to our newsletter. Uh, it'll keep you uh, in the loop on what we're doing and where we're taking this thing. And I'm just really blessed to have everybody on this journey with us. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. awesome. Tommy. Love it. Great work. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, see ya. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.